and welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Pop Newt, joining you from popnewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, uh, Conjurman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special co-host, John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Deacon Millet of FourAlters.org in the high deserts of California, bringing us today's topic on marriage spells. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American book magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our times. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-host, John Germain Ali and, D- and uh, John St. Germain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that wonderful introduction, uh, Papa Nude. Uh, Miss Cat is uh, Miss Cat and Nagashiva both are away this week, and they'll be back next week, so we uh, you know, wish them a happy weekend and look forward to their return, but we are very fortunate to be joined by uh, two of the best, uh, John St. Germain and Deacon Millet this week. Uh, as I mentioned to them before, uh, this is a bit of an old dude episode. So it's quite rare to have just guys, us guys on uh, the show. So this is a bit of an unusual experience and we'll definitely be missing Kat's uh, presence. But we will, we will make do the best that we can. Uh, welcome to all of you. I hope that you've had a great week and are enjoying the early September uh, as, you know, it's kind of the beginnings of the turn towards fall in most places while summer is holding out in others. Uh, so it is a bit of a, a fun uh, kind of time period. I was mentioning last week, or maybe it was the week before, that I had done a lot of work over the summer for clients who were looking for kind of peaceful home uh, situations. Like my house has been disrupted and I need to fix things and just sort out my domestic life or repair my marriage, make sure that my children are safe, things along those lines. And that seems to be continuing well into September. Um, I think that's going to be the theme for my summers is we're doing this kind of work. And it's been interesting in that regard. Um, really kind of, uh, I think, rewarding work in, in some regards, as tough as it may be to kind of hear those situations. But um, it it was, uh, it's it's been rewarding so far and some really great results uh, from clients who have been really trying to fix their home life. And as a Taurus, I always sympathize. Because if your house is in disarray, everything else kind of falls apart. I'm a big believer in the, in the comforts of home being the kind of your your home base from which you're going to build everything. So that's what I've been up to uh, recently. Let's check in with uh, John St. Germain, who's going to be joining us today as our guest co-host, replacing Miss Cat, who will be doing readings uh, in her slot. Uh, he is a regular on the show. He has been uh, a guest, his guest co-host. We've had him on a few times, uh, and he's a, a fan favorite both 
in the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Woo Work Hour, but also in the Missionary Independent uh, or Lucky Mojo Radio Network. So welcome, John St. Germain. Welcome back, I should say. How have you been, and what's new in your neck of the woods? Oh, well, gosh, uh, Congressman Ali, thanks for that that uh, effusive praise. You you over you overpraise me. Uh, um, first of all, I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. I can tell you're feeling better than from the last time I was on. And that's, <laughs> yeah, my voice has actually returned. <laughs> yeah, you sound you sound much better. Uh, oh, things are going well. Um, you know, like you, I've noticed all the clients were having domestic problems, and uh, I, I think that was because don't you think the astrological bad weather? Uh, it was it was uh, really when Mercury. Yeah, when Mercury was in retrograde along with the other four planets, and we're still not out of the mm-hmm. uh, out of the woods yet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if if we had William Stickevers here, we could really get some insights about how Jupiter and Neptune and Pluto, especially, are uh, throwing monkey wrenches into that. Um, but um, that's a topic of another show. But yes, the clients it, are um, uh, everybody's having problems in the household. Um, right now and we're doing our best to bail that boat uh, to keep it from sinking but uh my advice to everyone is hang in there the 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 summer is not going to last forever mm-hmm. and at the end of the mm-hmm. month uh saturn isn't it saturn that goes direct and then um mm-hmm. uh pluto goes direct in october and then things start to get better as the year progresses we just hang in there you know we 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 hang tough and and consult your local root doctor, you know, to help you through it. Um, there, there is stuff we can do for you. But personally, things are going very well. With true, me. Uh, things are going well, and uh, um, we, I did the uh, local psychic fair yesterday. We have a psychic fair we do every year. We've been doing it for years. The Crystalline mm-hmm. Light Expo, and uh, that was that was fun. We have uh, I passed out the lucky the LMC Radio Network business cards every time we do it. So hopefully we're picking up new listeners here in Knoxville. I think we are. People have mentioned it that they're listening to us and visiting our forum. So we're picking up local fans here in Knoxville. Yay! Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so oh, that's, that's all the news. It's I, always good. All, yeah, all the news. It's I always have. great to but pick you, up. Always great to pick up new listeners, especially people that you'll you'll run into and actually know. That, that's always fun. It is kind of a bizarre sure. experience doing this whole thing digitally, but then once you actually meet mm-hmm. people who've tuned in, or you can put a, a a face to a screen name or something along the line, that's kind of a different experience. So, welcome to right. all the wonderful new listeners from John Saint Germain's world. We're joined today right. also by uh, a great guest, a Deacon Millet. Uh, who is is really kind of a, a, a famed figure amongst members of AIR and, and the Rootwork community, um, known primarily for the brilliant work he does with reconciliation work and breakup work and kind of hopeless love cases. Uh, he's the go-to uh, person for that, as well as the deacon of the Four Altars Gospel Sanctuary. Um, he's also in a very... Uh, popular author, his book, Hoodoo Return and Reconciliation Spells, True Love Magic and the Conjure Tradition, as well as his Sweetness and Honey book, are, are two of the, as I'm told by Miss Cat, two of the most popular books in their lineup, uh, constantly in high demand. So we are very lucky uh, and very kind of, uh, you know, just excited about the treat of having Deacon Millet join us. So welcome, Deacon Millet. Uh, so glad to have you. 
Uh, let's uh, just check in briefly with you before we move on to our topic, which very suitably and fittingly, I think, is marriage spells. Um, and I think you're, <laughs> you're really the right person to bring that up. Right, uh, we say on brand, so to speak. But welcome to you, Deacon Mill. So glad to have you. What's new uh, in your neck of the woods? And when I say neck of the woods, in kind of bi-coastal experience that you have. <laughs> right. Well, it's been um, a, a really hot summer um, on both coasts. And oh, yeah. uh, just trying to, to get through. And I think that that's been hitting a lot of people this year just as much as the astrology. You know, there is something mm. that just wears you down um, when you yeah. you can't go outside with ease um, and you feel, mm-hmm. you know, just, just exhausted mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have been feeling kind of dull um, achy doldrums this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking forward to the break in the weather and um, moving ahead toward the fall and finally the holidays. And I'm working on a new book, um, not nearly oh, fast exciting. enough, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the, it, it's strange how quickly December comes when you're when you've promised a book by December, it's like all of a sudden the time <laughs> speeds up on you. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but that's that's always a fun process um, diving into the research for um, a new book of uh, love magic. Again, um, might as well stick with the what I do best, um, uh-huh. and that's that's kind of my world right now. Could you give us a, a hint of, of, of what people might expect from this book? Not too much, obviously. That, don't, don't want to give too much away. But a quick taste to whet the appetite. Well, I, I, basically all I can do is give the whole thing away, which is um, this yeah, is okay. a book on new attraction and new love. Um, oh, so very we've, cool. we've covered reconciliation and we've covered um, honey and sugar spells, um, and now we're going to do attracting new love so oh this is going to um, be fantastic oh, i mean people people yes i could definitely see this becoming a, a hot seller real quick and then if you get you know the the whole lineup of this start with the honey get the reconciliation get new love you'll be covered for any type of work that that, that you know you're going to need in a relationship and as i think all of us can attest love magic is the most popular form of work that people ask us for you know, it's the number one requested type of work. So this is it's popular. But congratulations on getting that book going, and we look forward to its well, publication. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. We are. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of of your work in general. Uh, you brought oh, to us a very cool topic, um, which I think is going to be uh, fun and very much in line with with the kind of a discussion about love books that we've had so far, and that is marriage spells. Now, marriage spells are kind of a subset of love magic, but what people don't often realize is that they're more than just love magic. There's all sorts of things that go into marriage spells. There's marriage spells that deal with things like marital harmony. There's marriage spells that deal with things like passion and desire and fidelity. There are other ones that are about uh, harmony in the home. 
So marriage spells have all sorts of kind of components to it, um, but the most kind of common or obvious approach is to join two people in a long-lasting union of some sort. It's basically you've got this relationship. How do you take it to that next level? How do you bring about that final social, emotional, you know, commitment that we call marriage? It is also, uh, historically speaking, probably some of the oldest forms of working within hoodoo. It likely sprang from some type of stay-with-me family of spells. And the stay-with-me family of spells likely evolved from the experience of Africans in the plantation, uh, you know, horrible phenomenon that it was, in that you would often have families split apart, uh, that people could lose their family very quickly at the turn of a, of a drop, you know, drop of a hat. And so stay-with-me spells were about preserving the family to the best of your ability. That as Hudu then evolved outside of the plantation, with the rise of urbanization, with the migration north, we started to see the stay with me take on the component of a much more urban population or the marriage spell. You're dating someone, you're with someone for a long period of time, and your social well-being rests on the fact that that person needs to marry you, that they've made some type of verbal commitment, they've made some type of emotional commitment, but they haven't stepped up and actually married you. And that is because within this time period, we're talking about the 19th century roughly, 19th and 20th century, early 20th century, I should say, marriage was an important cornerstone of a person's social life. It determined whether you were financially stable, whether you have the family a social unit from which you can kind of build your life around, uh, it even determined things like geography, where you would live. Would you live in this part of the city where all the young single folk live? Are you moving out to the suburbs? So their marriage was a very important component of it. Now I think we've entered into an era where there is some skepticism towards marriage more broadly, and there's alternative kind of relationships and alternative partnerships and all sorts of kind of complicated ways that people join together. And so that's opened up quite beautifully, but marriage spells still remain an important part of the hoodoo repertoire. And while it may not always have the same connotations of, oh, we need to keep my family together, it still is an important way of building cohesion. It's still an important way of building unity. And more often than not, I find women more than men seek out marriage spells. Um, well, I'll have reconciliation spells, love spells, guys will do it, women will do it, everyone will do it. But marriage spells still seems to be the, the, the providence, if we will, of women in particular who are looking to take things to the next level. And generally they have two forms, marriage spells that people are like, look, I'm, I'm single, but I want to eventually get married. Can you do a spell to bring me my husband? my future husband, there's a component of attracting someone new, and then kind of commitment. And then there are those that are like, I've been with this person for so long, I want them to marry me. So they are a very important component of hoodoo, and there's a real deep history there, and have multiple kind of manifestations in the contemporary world. So with that introduction, kind of a brief history and survey of what is marriage spells. I'm going to turn this to Deacon Millet, our kind of foremost expert in kind of love we do, uh, to kind of guide us in the direction of what, when we say marriage spells, what are we talking about and what does that look like for him? 
So I'm going to turn this over to you, Duke. Well, I love that that opening. And um, the one thing I would add is that I marriage itself is a spell. Um, marriage as mm. a spiritual sacrament, the binding yeah. of two people into one being, um, is magic. Mm. And we now right now we have this idea of marriage as more of a legal commitment um, mm. and uh, a piece of paper that's signed but that's not the magic part that's not the part that lets you relax your fears and just know mm-hmm. that someone is there um, mm-hmm. it's not the, the part that really um, speaks to the heart of things um, and uh, it's interesting politically of marriage also has been this thing that society can either grant or deny, um, whether mm-hmm. it was oh, denying yeah. marriage to slaves because you didn't mm-hmm. want anyone else having a, a hold on your property um, to uh, not allowing blacks and whites to intermarry, mm-hmm. um, not allowing religions to intermarry, um, and mm-hmm. gays getting marriage at long last. And that mm-hmm. is something that has made my thinking on marriage um, a little different in that I grew up not thinking mm. I could get married. <laughs> mm. It was not, you know, pe- people grow up thinking, well, eventually I'll have a husband or eventually I'll have a wife. But right. I grew up in a time where eventually I wasn't going to have any of that. And in some mm-hmm. ways that makes marriage magic much more important because if you're not going to get the stamp of approval from from the state upon um, mm. your your couplehood if you're not going to get the stamp of approval from your family on it then what are you left with and um, mm-hmm. well you're left jumping over brooms and mm-hmm. hand fasting and you know making up your own ways to create that commitment um so um it's it's a very interesting topic and it's one that goes um to the depths of a lot of people um another mm-hmm. thing and you mentioned this that women are the ones who most want to do marriage work and that's because traditionally they're the ones who have to say yes to a proposal mm-hmm. from a man. So mm. this disempowers them. They, mm-hmm. they are in a place of having to somehow force something um, that, mm-hmm. through that they want. Um, so it, it's, it's a very tricky matter on a, on a whole lot of mm-hmm. levels. Um, and you know, before I before we talk about just it's such a broad topic, I know. But before we think about just try this trick and try that trick, the number one trick that I teach my clients is pretend you're married. Stop, yes. stop oh. thinking that the two of you are not connected and not joined, and you need to force that joining. Instead, go, well, 20 years from now, after I've been married for 15 years, how am I going to feel? And suddenly all the stress just falls away. 
it's like, oh, I'm going to feel fine if, you know, he's mm-hmm. late coming home from work. It's okay. If, if, you know, if we have a disagreement, it's okay. It's not the end of the world because that's the thing that marriage does so beautifully is it keeps mm-hmm. you from giving up too soon. It makes mm-hmm. giving up a really harder, much harder thing to do. You can't just throw a fit and stomp out and say, I'm done. Well, <laughs> you know, what about the house? What about the kids? What about, you know, everything we have in common? Guess we're going to court. You know, marriage has a lot of built-in things that, that hold people together in a, um, in a way that is uh, both fulfilling and um, reassuring. Mm-hmm. It lets mistakes happen without them destroying relationships. Um, mm-hmm. So um, that's just a, some of my musings on this. And I guess I would love to hear what what John, as the only you know uh, conventionally married male here, <laughs> 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 right? Yes. I'm an anomaly, aren't I? <laughs> you are. Yes. Uh, well, uh, oh, I got so much to say on this. Uh, I guess in terms of doing work, I have to, you have to determine, or I have to determine, are you currently with somebody, or are you trying to attract somebody who's marriage material, right? That's the first question. Absolutely. If you're going to design yeah, if you're going to design or recommend spell work, are you with somebody who's just stubborn? You know, they're you're with somebody, but and they're very reluctant to get into marriage. And if so, why? You know, why are they uh, opposed to the idea? They're in they're in a relationship with you. And sometimes for a long time, I've had people call me who've been in a relationship for ten years, twenty years, but they're mm-hmm. just not going. And why not? Why not? At that point, they they own property together. Why not take that next step? Uh, and determine why, you know, why are they dragging their heels or are you single and you're trying to attract somebody? You, you may have been in a number of relationships. Maybe you've uh, uh, played the field a little bit, but you're ready to really attract somebody to you who's marriage material. So, that, mm-hmm. you know, what, right. So you, you're, you're either breaking down resistance or you're ready to attract, you know, Mr. or Miss Right. Um, mm. But uh, marriage, if you're with the right person, is is like heaven on earth. If you're with the wrong person, it's like being consigned to hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know this. I, I was married four times, so I know mm-hmm. this. And um, I'll, and I'll tell you that you know what you send out, you will attract. And so uh, Deacon Millard is correct. You um, you have to know first of all what a good relationship is. And if you grow up mm-hmm. in a dysfunctional home, your template for a good relationship is going to be dysfunctional. So it, it, it's necessary, I think, to uh, study or learn from a good uh, counselor um, what a good relationship is. If your capacity for crazy is really high, um, then mm. you, you know, then you want to find it acceptable for somebody to yell at you, to uh, throw things at you, to mistreat you, to gaslight you, and to shoot at you. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the work I do with some of my clients is to say, you know, it's not all right for this person to sleep with your friends. It's not, you know, people who love you don't shoot at you. People who love it, you don't beat you up. 
And they said, well, you know, uh, he or she had – no, quit making excuses for the person. So uh, what you send out is what you're going to come back to. If you send out dysfunction, dysfunction will come back. If you send out desperation, you know, oh, my God, I'm so lonely. I'm so desperate for somebody. Desperation is what mm-hmm. you're going to get back, and that will mm-hmm. that will be reflected in your spell work. And uh, so I believe that uh, Deacon Millet has really put that on the head. You have to imagine yourself in the relationship that you want, mm. but your your uh, uh, imagined relationship um, is conditioned by your experience, and um, mm-hmm. um, and this sometimes requires a uh, a recalibration. Another thing that's important in the relationship is um, in the 20th century, a psychological model has appeared where. It has uh, been taught that we're all the same, that we all have the same needs, we all have the same desires and the same motivation. And this is a 20th century assumption, and this is not true. One thing I've learned mm-hmm. as a, uh, a reader of people, the only thing we have in common, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is that we're all erect homo sapiens. And if we assume that everyone is like ourselves, we're leading mm-hmm. – we're led to misunderstandings, and we try to reshape each other. We try to make yeah. our spouse and our partner and our children like us, and this leads to chaos in the household. You know, why aren't you mm-hmm, logical? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is what you hear. You'll you'll find a logical person married to a creative person who, by nature, is chaotic. Why aren't you more chaotic? Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't you more logical? Well, why why don't you relax more? Why aren't you more like me? You know, the words and and so uh-huh. in relationships, we have to learn to accept. And appreciate each other's differences, not try to turn the other person into a copy of ourselves. And the thing is, we do it to mm. our kids, and this is yeah, the cruelest thing yeah. we could do. And so the kids grow up in the same way. Um, so this is very mm-hmm. complicated stuff. I don't know how I got off on that tactic, except I've been talking to a lot of people this week about that. <laughs> so, so right. No, no, I think I think it's, it's a I think it's a really important point. I mean. And I think we're seeing, I think particularly amongst clients, but also amongst like social circles, people becoming more and more cognizant of difference and people's different needs. I think the book about love languages has now become very popular amongst certain yes. circles mm-hmm. and kind of aware and cognizant individuals who recognize that people have different ways of communicating and wanting and needing love. You know, some people like gifts, yes. some people like attention, some like physical intimacy, and knowing that really determine the success of your relationship. I really resonated also with the thing you said, Deacon Miller, about, about that marriage has always been has also been about uh, overcoming uh, the barriers that keep you from being together. And that's really important to recognize that what we take for kind of granted when we say marriage spells is that for whole segments of society, that was not feasible. And so marriages, marriage spells are have an element of empowerment to them an element of overcoming the difficult. So when you're sitting there in those situations going, oh, I'm never going to get married, remember the, the kind of social historical reality of people overcoming even greater barriers to get to the point of even having the right to get married. I mean, it's not, I mean, people forget, we just take for granted, like, same-sex marriage, that's a really, really relatively new for as progressive as we like to think of ourselves, but as modern as we like to think of ourselves, we're talking about a few years, right? Like that's within our lifetime. And when you put that in context, that's kind of insane, maddeningly insane. The whole segments of the population were not mm. allowed to get married. 
up until yeah. relatively recently. And now we just go, okay, yes, you know, everyone's equal and everyone gets the right to marry. No, no. We're talking about, I mean, within living memory, not even living memory, we're talking about like the last few years, and that's a reality. So there is a lot of empowerment that comes with this type of work. It's not just about, hey, I need to get married. It's about really kind of finding your freedom to be yourself, to be with the person that is meant to be with you. So we have a few minutes left. In that light, let's talk a little bit about strategy. Now, Deacon Mill is going to come back at the end of the show and give us a free spell. Uh, he's already given us a little peek. It's going to be a good one. Um, but I think we can talk now just in terms of as professional root workers. What are some things that we do in order to help uh, marriage along? So we can move from the abstract and into the practical, says the Taurus. Uh, to the Capricorn, no less. Um, one of the things <laughs> that I'll, I'll mention is that uh, periwinkle, my, one of my favorite herbs when it comes to love magic of any type is periwinkle. Periwinkle is a phenomenal, phenomenal herb. Uh, it has a tendency to kind of uh, twine itself, uh, and so it's used because of its capacity for uh, twining, but also because it has these very beautiful flowers. And it's usually a great, great herb, not just for bringing you the right person, but bringing you the right person who is faithful, who is loving, and so that you have peace in the home. So I always recommend when it comes to root work, periwinkle is kind of my go-to marriage uh, herb. Uh, and then let's see, Deacon Mellon, and we'll go to John C. Jermaine. What are some ways that you approach uh, marriage work? What type of spells, herbs, roots, et cetera, that you use in your own practice? I'm a huge fan of lavender and um, a big fan of rosemary. Mm. Um, I, oh, a yeah. lot of my clients need need that element of um, female empowerment that rosemary brings. Um, and those those two together, um, to me, just really can add peace to a home. Whether you're using them in incense or planting them, or you know, however you choose. Um, I the more lavender and the more um, rosemary you've got around, the better. Oh, yeah. Rosemary is fantastic. Yeah. Also, yeah. as you rightly pointed out, it gives that, that female empowerment component to uh, the situation. Women in charge, women in charge of the house. It's phenomenal there. What about you, John Jermaine? What are some herbs, roots, or works that you probably do? Well, this is like if you're trying to attract, you know, the, the person, uh, you know, the the Mr. Mister or Mrs. Wright, uh, you, uh, you take some rose petals and uh, – you inscribe your name on it, and you treat it with bitter, bitter orange blossom oil. Have you guys ever used that for marriage? No. And bitter orange blossom oil—it's a—it's like a granny magic. It's like Appalachian. Um, and then you can use uh, catnip, uh, like or, you know, orris root chips and periwinkle. Yeah. Uh, and then you put uh, anise um, on it so that you'll dream mm. about your future mate, right? And uh, you can wrap this in paper um, and put it under your pillow. And, uh, you know, before you go to bed, you say, you know, come to – and you treat it uh, like if you're a woman, you would treat it with your, uh, you know, your personal uh, fluids. If you're a man, you know, you do the same thing as you uh, – you know, as you uh, – how to put it, uh, think about your uh, dream person. Um, and um, uh, then you put a little – drop of your personal fluid on the, the parcel and you put it under your pillow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, bitter orange blossom, uh, you can squeeze 
the juice out of it or use a there's an essential oil you can get too um I, mm. there's a name name for it i can't it begins with n but um uh, uh use that uh and you know you can write if you have someone in mind you can write their name on a rose petal uh, with a pen or a toothpick as well and um uh, you can do this with a uh, candle work as well um and rosemary of course catnip orris root uh mm-hmm. Uh, John the Conqueror, uh, you know, for same sex. Uh, same sex. Um, uh, I've had a uh, a recipe that uses a vanilla and ambergris and cinnamon and lavender. Um, so I think all of these uh, uh, these herbs are very good. Uh, I've used bitter orange blossom a lot in uh, marriage uh, formulas. Uh, Lily of the orange Valley is an old. Uh, neroli is what Miss Michael says is the neroli for the neroli. Uh, right. neroli. 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 Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, Lily of the yeah. Valley. And orange. For marriage. Oh yeah, definitely. Orange is an old school one too. Is a very famous uh, go-to scent oil for for marriage oil. Uh, is is orange, and there's some really fantastic works that you can do with orange peel. In fact, there's a uh, a recipe in Middle Eastern cooking that involves dried orange peels to secure a marriage, uh, and the dried orange peels are added to uh, whatever dish is being made, and it's, it works phenomenally in that regard. Um, along the lines of fruit, one of my favorite workings uh, from Virginian Congress, uh, conjure is with the apple. You take an apple and you were to name it for the person that you love, whoever it is, you name it as their heart. You say, this is so-and-so's heart, and then you stud it very carefully with uh, cloves, nails of cloves. You're just going to stick it in there. And you spend a good amount of time on it, and people do it in all sorts of designs. People do it in long columns. Uh, Other people prefer to do it in a spiral. But you sit there, and as you stud it, you pray over it, and you call out, and you tell the person, you know, every time I prick this, you you desire me more, and you want me, and you love me, and you're going to come and marry me. It's a way of kind of really kind of pricking their heart in a gentle way without, you know, stubbing it with nails or whatnot, Uh, but really getting them to say, oh, this urgent need for you to marry. And then you're supposed Mm -hmm. to take red ribbons. And you tie it up in a nice knot, you knot it three times, one, two, three, and you bury it uh, in your backyard. Uh, and mm-hmm. that said that you'll get a marriage proposal very soon. It's a very old-timey working, and it's, you know, along the lines, fruit. Fruit is very powerful in this type of working. Mm-hmm. Apples and oranges, both of them have been used for a long time in, in this type of, of marriage conjure, if, if, if we will. Um but also uh, marriage candles, quite famously, the bride and groom candle or Adam and Eve candle. I know you do a lot of candle work in, in your um, practice, Deacon Millet. Uh, I'm assuming vigil candles for marriage are quite popular uh, with four altars. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I one, one light I like is to use the peel of half an orange, and you've got to be very careful mm. to keep it whole. But you yeah. can use um, your personal concerns of the two parties and either wax or oil to create a, a little marriage lamp um, from oh, yeah. you know the, the half an orange peel and the the oh, aroma is amazing. Um, oh gosh, yeah. So that's that's a really nice one to do as well. 
Oh, how fantastic and fragrant. Too. Could you put that half a uh, peel in a little bowl that would fit it? Um, like uh, Dr. Weiss is, you know, makes the amulet bowls. Could you make a bowl mm-hmm. and put the peel, uh, inscribe oh, in the bowl and put the peel in it, put the oil, and uh, we we should get him on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be really, and, uh, really great. Oh, my gosh, Absolutely. yeah. I miss my Miss Michael asks, what goes into that half orange shell again? Um, you can use either wax or or simply oil, you know, olive oil mm-hmm. will burn. Yeah. Um, you can use any, uh, you know, almond oil, whatever kind of oil you like. You just have to use a, a piece of wick in it. Um, some people mm-hmm. even use a piece of um, the the uh, the white stuff from the oranges as the wick. Oh yeah. Um, you oh, know the yeah. I forget what that's called, but you can use that as the wicking material too. Yeah, um, yeah, you can keep that that white base. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. The one that goes right one, through the center of the orange. Right. Uh-huh. One thing that really I can't decide how I feel about it is these pumpkin spice lattes. Um, now that they're popular, it really irks me because pump, those those spices that we all associate with pumpkin pies, those are all love herbs. They're all attraction <laughs> mm-hmm. herbs. And so yeah, it's like, well, well, damn it, I, that was a secret. <laughs> Wait, what is this? And now that it's been trivialized into this this thing that everybody wants. And it, so part yeah. of me is kind of like happy to see it have made this leap, and this other part of me is like, well, ugh. You know? <laughs> Nobody so you can go buy a, no a pumpkin spice anymore. candle. And uh, you right. go out a pumpkin spice candle, and you're sending out love, love stuff. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and you know, you can just um, if you buy just a tin of pumpkin spice spice while it's on sale, um, and it will be in the fall. Um, just get a small pan of water and boil it with some in it. It'll it'll fill your house with that fragrance. Oh, that is fantastic. That is probably also why the aesthetic of fall has become so romantic in, in recent years is, is the prevalence of pumpkin spice lattes all over the place. Thank you uh, for uh, this fantastic, fantastic discussion. Um, really kind of fun topic, and we really dive deep into our little conjure box at the end there with the various cells, and I love, I love both workings with the orange oil and with the actual orange peel itself. That was fantastic. We are going to go to our first caller. We're going to have uh, Papa Newt lead us on. We have a few people in the queue, so we're going directly to the queue. It's going to be a bit of a wild card episode, but we'll see how it goes. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, Conjurman Ali, and special co-host John St. Germain, and this week's special guest, Deacon Millet, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our uh, listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. 
Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a new greet, a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller, and as Councilman uh, Ali said, we are going to be going straight to the queue. Uh, we are going to be selecting area code 360. This is in Washington State. 360, are you there? Um, hi, yes, this is Holly. Hi, Holly. Welcome to the show. And I uh, just have a few basic questions here for you. Um, have you gone to any other readers and root workers on this particular situation? Uh, yes, I've asked the same question, yes. Okay, certainly. And if you can give us in uh, just a, like two to three sentences your uh, description of your situation. Um, do you see me and Joey becoming a couple? All right, thank you. And turn it back to you, Coach Manali. Thank you. Short and sweet. We're going to have uh, John St. Germain do your first reading. Uh, but before we have John St. Germain step in, I'm going to ask you a couple questions first. Uh, mm-hmm. First, uh, what sign of the zodiac are you? Scorpio. And what sign of the zodiac is uh, Joey? Pisces. Okay, uh, and in terms of how long have you guys known each other for, uh, you know, whether you're friends? We were a couple 20 whatever. years ago. We were okay. a couple 20 years ago so for this... two years, and now he's working for me um, doing okay. some construction. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, great. That's all we needed. We're going to turn this over to Jones and Jermaine, and he's going to do your reading. Thank you. Well, Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, what was your name again? I was looking at my cards. Uh, what was your name again? I'm sorry. Holly. 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 That's yeah. That's right. I don't know how I could how, how I could have forgotten that. Uh, uh, Holly, uh, there, there's a good chance of this. It may take a little bit of time, and um, I suspect there's going to be some uh, uh, root work to help you with this. There's a good chance of this. Um, uh, does he have kids? Yes. Yeah, yeah, from previous marriage. Okay, uh, yeah. one of, does one of the, one of these kids have problems? Like a lot of problems. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that 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 bears on his mind a lot, and I think he uh, he he uh, introspects and uh, frets and dwells on it and blames himself a lot, and uh, this is a real obstacle for him and um, keeps him emotionally. Um, uh, regressed. Uh, there's like an arrested development uh, in terms mm-hmm. of expressing himself emotionally, and uh, this holds him back. Uh, it's not his fault what happened. Um, if he can mm-hmm. get past that, then he'll be fine. Um, working for you also, he he's a very manly kind of man, old-fashioned machismo kind of man and this may emasculate him a little bit so uh these are a couple of issues that i see may be problematical in the furthering of a romantic relationship he feels that you know he should be the the boss i guess the the, and uh, so so, um 
maybe well, uh, we hired well, see, you help me. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, I think that uh, you're you're a very strong woman, and you know you may be a little intimidated intimidating to the kind <laughs> of man uh, that, <laughs> that that he is. So uh, if you can throw him like a you know, tell him the kind of things you know he likes to hear. Um, that may help, and you know, that you know, you know, say you're doing me a really big favor doing this. You know, you're really helping me out. Uh, you know, and I, I know that's kind of um, not the case, but uh, you know, help no, kind of help is. him out. <laughs> well, okay, well, good. Uh, that should make it easy, uh, and uh, let him know that because I, I think he's he's been beat down by life circumstances, and his he he may bluster a bit, but his. His uh, self-esteem has been really uh, hurt a bit, so um, yeah. if you can get him past some of these obstacles, I think it would really help him. Um, uh, he, he is dragging his heels on this, uh, but I think he wants to. What I'm seeing is that he wants to, but he's he he just doesn't have confidence that he can do it. Um, uh. But but yeah, you, you know, there's a saying in uh, uh, I think it's in the I Ching. It says never chase. Um, Never chase an uh, a one horse. It means if if the horse is yours, don't try to chase it if it runs away. Mm-hmm. If it's your if it's if it if you try to chase it, he'll run away. So you just go home, and the horse, if it belongs to you, will come to you. So don't pursue mm-hmm. him too aggressively. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, this is you know it's your reading. This is what the spirits gave you. Not all of it makes sense to me because I don't know all of your situation, but I hope it makes sense to you. Yes, thank you so much. Well, well you're certainly thank welcome. You, John, we're we're going to turn this over uh, to Deacon Millet, who's going to do the next reading, and then I'll do some root work advice at the end. Okay, so Holly, I'm going to pull three cards here for you from the Secret Bikini Oracle deck, which is the deck I use. And we will see what they have to say about you guys. The first card is High Tension. This card shows a bodybuilder, and there are lightning bolts exploding from his shoulders where his head should be. So um, I'm seeing a lot of stress associated with the two of you um, coming back together. Um, And uh, this may be creating some difficult feelings for one or both of you. and it it may really um, blow up. And one thing that I try to to tell people when I see this card is get get the stress and tension. Try to move them toward passion um, instead of toward um, unhappy, unfulfilled, explosive sort of things. The second mm-hmm. card is great. The second card is eternal life. And this is the marriage card in this deck. Um, it shows the Sphinx. It shows um, a goddess holding an Ankh and the, the rising sun. This is a very positive um, card. So you're not wrong to think that there is something deeper there in your connection. Mm-hmm. The third card is a bit of a warning. And this card is deep end. It shows a mermaid diving deep under the depths. Um, and this card predicts that one of you will go off the deep end here. Um, that can be great. This card symbolizes falling in love, but falling <laughs> more than just the in love part. It's the falling part. 
It's about the going into places where um, turmoil can um, can occur. So take this slowly. If you see anything getting out of hand, just put some brakes on gently. Keep it slow and steady. And if either of you starts to exhibit these um, deep end kind of tendencies, um, really think about whether that's the sort of uh, drama you want in your life at this point in your life. Um, this, there's an intensity here that I'm seeing in these cards that um, somehow feels slightly inappropriate to me. Um, so just just be careful. Okay. You've got some fantastic readings here, and I couldn't agree more with with what both of them have said. Um, I haven't I haven't pulled any cards for you, but just from the, from your signs alone, you know that matches up perfectly. Scorpio and Pisces can be an, a good match. The water and water can indicate a pretty strong. Uh, emotional connection, but it does warn of the deep end. Like that's literally what Deacon knows at the deep end. Uh, it plays a, a big deal in in Scorpio and Pisces relationships. There is a component of kind of falling into the deep end, and sometimes we often find substance abuse or or uh, deep addictions or, or emotional addictions or, or unhealthy addictions as part of the kind of. Uh, a coupling that comes with Scorpio and uh, Pisces. So bear that in mind uh, that you want to approach this, approach this in a healthy way and be aware of any kind of warning signs along the way uh, and make sure to kind of be temperate in, temperate in your approach. But also because a Scorpio can be quite uh, overwhelming as a, as a sign. It's a very charming, attractive, alluring sign. Um, but th that can be a, a bit much for, for Pisces. So bear that in mind. And so that's going to approach, I think, temper some of the uh, work that I'm going to recommend to you. We're going to work heavily with water here because I think water is going to be particularly useful. Um, but we're also going to include some other elements that will help out. What I see is the best way forward is to entice and to draw in, to entice this person, to bring this person to you, to draw them back into your life in a, in a sweet manner, uh, but one that I think can can really kind of manifest in, in, a, in an actual relationship and a real couple between the two of you. The potential is there, so we don't need to do a lot of heavy lifting, but a little bit of magic can help this along, can move this in the right direction. So that's what I'm going to, to be recommending to you, is, is magic that can help this move along. First, what I want you to do is start off with a bath. I think a bath is ideal uh, in this situation, given that you're both water signs. I want you to get Come To Me bath crystals, and you can purchase these at Lucky Mojo. You can add on mm -hmm. to them uh, some catnip, some bohog, um, which will be fantastic in, in, in this particular situation, and you can add a little bit of rose petals as well. You're going to mix them into the bath crystals, put the bath crystals in some hot water, dissolve it, and then add some honey. So you can pour this bath out into the hot water, dissolve the uh, uh, bath crystals, add in your herbs. You can brew the herbs separately at the tea if you prefer, and then add it into the water. Either will be fine. But then add a few drops of honey, put your hand into it, and kind of swirl it around, letting the honey kind of dissolve into the water. And you're going to bathe into this. You're going to first soak for a little bit, let yourself kind of just sit there, uh, really kind of absorb this uh, bath into your skin, wash yourself. 
And then when you're ready to get out, I want you to stand up and bathe yourself from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. You're going to just draw the bath water up. You're going to draw the bath water up, and you're going to pray that uh, as this bath water is, is touching your skin, so too will... Uh, Joey be drawn to you, Joey find you enticing and whatnot. And you're going to do this for a period of seven days. And every day you're going to let yourself air dry after the bath and gather a bit of the used bath water. Just take a little bowl, a cup, a bottle, whatever you can to just gather a bit of that used bath water. And you're going to dispose of it on your front door. You're just going to open your front door after you've air dried and sprinkle the water where, uh, you know, while you call out his name, Joey, as I sprinkle this water, so too you'll be drawn to my front door and come to my home, so that if he walks through the water, you're working on him. If he doesn't walk through your front door, then sprinkle it wherever he'll walk in addition to your front door, so that at one point he mm -hmm. will come in contact with the remnants of this bath water. This is really good for drawing this person to you and drawing to you sweetly. You're going to do this for seven days, ideally when the moon is waxing. Then what I want you to do is before he shows up, do a couple things to prepare. I want you to get uh, some catnip. I want you to get some cinnamon. I want you to get some rose. And I want you to mix that together, grind it up nice and fine. And you are going to get a bit of charcoal. You can get incense charcoal from anywhere. I think Lucky Mojo also sells them. Uh, you're going to light this charcoal, place it in a sensor, heat-proof dish, some type of thurible, some type of device or container that will hold it. And you're going to sprinkle the mixed herbs, the catnip, the cinnamon, and the rose. You're going to sprinkle that on top of it and then add a couple drops of bewitching oil. I prefer to add the oil because it makes it nice and fragrant, and it also increases the smoke quite a bit. I prefer burning oil in this way. And you are going to smoke your house. You're going to walk from room to room room, door to door, and as you smoke the house, you're going to say, whoever smells this, or you're going to call out his name, Joey, if you smell this, you're going to be drawn to me like a cat, you're going to be drawn to me, you're going to desire me, love me, you're going to think of me, you're going to find me enticing and alluring, and whatnot, and you're going to add a couple of the drops of bewitching oil on your pulse points, on your wrist, and behind your ear. This is to set your house. This is to fix your house with love. You fixed yourself with the bath, and now you have fixed the house so that while he's there, he will be inundated with thoughts of you and desire for you and whatnot. And then finally, what I want you to do is I want you to make some lemonade for him or some type of drink. If he's doing manual labor or some type of work in your house, it's hot, it's warm, he's going to need a drink. Make some lemonade. Into this lemonade, I want you to add two things. First, I want you to add, when you add the sugar, pray over the sugar before you add it. Take the sugar, put it in a little bowl. Say, pray over this sugar as you are sweet to me. So will Joey be sweet to me. He will desire me. He will find me, find me enticing. And just take a little bit of that sugar, lick it, and then sprinkle the rest of it into the lemonade. You will also add a bit of your sexual fluids. It can be menstrual fluid, it can be vaginal fluid, whatever fluid, but it has to be sexual fluid that you have gathered with intention and purpose. And you're just going to add a little bit, not, not a lot, just a little bit. Stir that up, keep it nice and cool with some ice, and when he's around, offer that to him. This way, you will now connect him to you. You have done the bath so that he's going to be drawn to you. You've fixed your house so that he's drawn to you. And then you've made him drink 
this potion that will make him draw to you. So working on the kind of three levels, on your person, in your home, and on him directly. Using water and incense, I think, is going to be the kind of best approach here. And I think this is exactly what you'll need in order to draw him to you. Now, it will be slow, and it will be gradual. Be okay with that. Don't be overbearing. Don't try to control how it manifests. Just allow it to flow. Be free-flowing. It'll start off first with a little bit more openness on his end. You'll probably see that he'll be a little bit more flirty. He'll be a little bit more affectionate. Let it build from there. That's what you want to do. Uh, I don't see that you, you need a lot of heavy, heavy work here or any type of forceful work, but I think this is ideal in your situation. Now, we have about three minutes left, which is perfect, because we want to open this up to Deacon Millet and John St. Germain and see if they have any additions to this or any further recommendations based off of their reading. So let's first go to Deacon Millet, and then we'll see what John St. Germain has to say. Well, I love this working, um, Contraman Ali. Uh, and a few ideas came to me as I was listening. Um, one is if you're making a picture of this lemonade, you can go ahead and add a teaspoonful of your bath water from the bath that you've taken mm. to that mm -hmm. lemonade in addition to everything else. Um, it's very powerful uh, when a man drinks your bath water, even more powerful mm -hmm. if they know about it. Um, secondly, mm -hmm. that herb blend from, that you're going to burn uh, with oil on those charcoal briquettes Depending on the work he's doing in your home, there may be sawdust or um, dust from tile or dust from um, uh, rock wall. Um, get some of the dust from the construction site, mix it with some of that herb blend that Ali recommended for you, and sprinkle that in the driver's side of the car, that, of his truck, if that's what he's driving to, to and from yeah. work. Um, and that will, will get on the bottoms of his shoes. He will track that around. He'll carry that with him, and it will accentuate um, the magic that you're already doing. Oh, that's okay. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic suggestion. Yeah. Thank you for that, Deacon Miller. John, do you have anything further to add? Well, yeah. Um, there, there's kind of a dirty trick you can do here. Um, if he likes... Um, Cinnamon apples, for example. Um, you mm -hmm. can have apples and cinnamon, nutmeg in there. Um, add a little vervain. Um, and you've basically got a love spell if you pray over it. And you okay. feed it to him. And I, I don't know why people don't feed um, uh, stuff to people more. Um I encourage my clients to feed stuff to their guys as often as possible. And you put a little bit of your intimate fluid on that food. Just a drop. Mm. Just a touch. Mm. That's fantastic. You've gotten some fantastic suggestions here. I highly recommend yeah. uh, you add them on there. Thank you for entrusting us with your situation. We do wish Thank you, you. Uh, luck with it. Uh, and let us know how things uh, things turn out, okay? All the best. Now we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to have Papa Newt lead us on to our next caller. The support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. 
and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our, our next client. And our next client is calling uh, from area code 774 in Massachusetts. This is Lauren. Lauren, are you there? Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the show. I see that you called us a a year ago, and it looks like uh, that situation didn't, uh, it's like, uh, did that situation change for you? It totally did. Yeah. I mean, everything kind of played out the way that everybody said it would. And, um, yeah, and then Kat said that I was, she said that despite what I might be feeling at the time, she said that I was ready for love and that that person was coming into my life. Oh. And now we're together. Yeah, it ended up oh. being like a longtime friend of mine. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, let's take a look at your situation here. And Lauren writes, I believe I'm finally on the right track in love with my partner and longtime friend. Unfortunately, now that we're together, everything in our lives seems to be falling apart around us, including his daughter's mother's continued attempt at baiting him to come back and leave him. Is he truly the man that I'm supposed to be with, or is everything that's happening an omen of more bad things to come, and is there anything I can do to move things forward in my favor? Turn back to you, Kanchman Ali. Thank you, Baba Nood. Well, welcome back, Lauren. I'm glad that the previous reading uh, ended up well for you. Let's, uh, let me ask a couple questions, and then we'll go the, from there. First, what sign of the zodiac are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus, and what sign of the zodiac is he, your partner? He's a Gemini. Ah, Taurus and Gemini. Not the easiest yeah. mix. Um, no. <laughs> but often very good. And it's interesting you said he's a longtime friend of yours, because Taurus and Gemini actually tend to be good friends. Uh, long term, they generally have pretty good conversation. Um, what? How old are you both? Uh, you can be as general or as specific as you feel comfortable with. I'm 28, and he's 38, and we're actually my birthday is 510, and we're exactly 10 years and five weeks apart. Uh, so it's okay. weird. Well, wonderful. So yeah. So the, the, there's a there's a difference there, um, and you're currently going through your Saturn return. All of that is going to play a, a bit of a role here. So I've, I've pulled some cards, and we're going to go from there. So first, uh, the Saturn return, I think, is important to mention. Uh, you're, you're entering yeah. into an age uh, that, that's going to be full of restriction. Now, you mentioned that he's going through his own stuff, uh, and that's perfectly normal for relationships that have a bit of a year gap. There's nothing wrong with that. It just means that people are kind of at different stages in their life, and it takes them time to, to link up and, and, and to sync up, and that's, that's not unusual. Um, so bear that in mind. But that sometimes there's a bit of a figuring out period until both people are on the same page. That doesn't mean they're insurmountable differences. It just means that people are at different stages in their life, and it takes time for that to kind of line up. So that's the first thing. So he's going through some stuff. But as he's going through some stuff, your Saturn return is going to play a big role in this. 
Saturn return is a period of time in which restrictions, difficulties, uh, immovability um, all play a big role. And in particular, it's a contemplative time period. Um, for those who know how to use their Saturn return properly, what they will do is spend the time in contemplation, in planning, in deciding what to do next. So getting a reading is a good idea here because what you should be doing within the next couple years is really organizing what you want next out of your life and planning for that. This is the time period of planting the seeds. This is where you go, okay, this is what I'm going to do next. This is my five-year plan. This is my 10-year plan and so on and so forth. Generally, it's not the best of time period to start anything new because there are restrictions, obstacles, and delays in the way. So know that you're going through some weather problems first and foremost. Now to the actual reading. We have the Seven of Pentacles as the first card. The Seven of Pentacles indicates that there is potential here. Here we have an individual looking down at everything that has kind of borne fruit from all of his hard labor. The seeds that he has planted has borne fruit. So you relationship, you finally got into it. You were ready for one. You got a reading about it. You were told you were going to get into a relationship, and now you're in the relationship. But the relationship comes with its own baggage, and the Seven of Pentacles speaks to that. While the uh, gardener or the farmer is looking down at coins below him, there's another one set off to the side. That means that there are multiple responsibilities that your partner is going to go through, and there's going to be a process in which both of you sort how those responsibilities, how does that baggage, how does that emotional burden, all of that play a role in your life. So this is the contempt this person is contemplative. That's what you are right now. You're thinking through. You're trying to wonder, is this right for me? The answer is that the potential is truly there, but you're going to need to recognize that this relationship is going to be one that involves work. Not all relationships are smooth. In fact, most are not. Most relationships involve some element of labor, emotional labor, some element of work involved. And this is going to be endemic or really kind of part intrinsic of this relationship. But you're going to have to work at it. The two of you are going to have to cons consistently um, commit yourself or recommit yourself to doing the work if you want the relationship to succeed. I do not foresee that the uh, the mother of his child is going to be a temporary issue. You can do magic and root work to deal with people like that, but that's a person who's going to be in his life going forward. Uh, and she's going to be in different places. There's going to be times where she's less troublesome and other times where she's very troublesome. And that's part of the baggage, that she's there. She's going to be there. You need to ask if you're comfortable with that, if you're okay with that. Um, the potential for it to be good is there, but the commitment to do the work, that's up to you and up to him. So that's the first thing, is that there is going to be work involved in this relationship, and there's multiple aspects of it, baggage, etc., that you're going to have to kind of come to terms with. The next card that we have is the Magician. The Magician says, what can you do going forward? Magic can be done in this situation to smooth out some of these difficulties. It will not make all the difficulties go away. It will not make all the uh, issues go away. But what it can do is it offers you a set of tools to deal with what is right in front of you. You want love, and the love you want has been 
manifested. This person is right for you. This person does have, uh, does care about you. This person does love you. And there is something meaningful to be found between the two of you. But as I always say, the stars in the card, they uh, impel, but they do not compel, meaning that it's still up to you. Just because this person is right for you, just because this person is going to offer you meaningful love, doesn't mean you have to be with this person and this person alone. So there's going to be a process of you having to decide what your true will is, what your true desire is. Are you willing to put the work in for this relationship? If so, then you will bear the fruits of it. It will manifest in a beautiful relationship. If it's too much work, then you can move on. The final card is the Queen of Cups. And the Queen of Cups is a stalwart monarch who is sitting on a throne. The waters of the waves lap at her feet, but her throne remains. She has a golden goblet that she peers through. I think that what's needed is a period of time of, of, of clarity. Magical work done to do some clarity to help clear away some of the doubts and hesitation so that you can see clearly whether you want to stay or not. You have the capacity, regardless of what you decide. If you decide to stay, guess what? You have the power, the willpower, the strength in order to make this work. You are a Taurus. A Taurus is very stalwart. And a Taurus, once they decide that they want to make a relationship work, they will make a relationship work. They are uh, very, very <laughs> Venusian sign and they're inclined to love. And Tauruses don't spend long in uh, and being alone. So you're, you're, you're in good hands. Don't worry. The other part about this is that if you decide that, on the other hand, that you want to move on, know that you will also be in good. The paths before you are both blessed. This is not an instance in where like, you have to stay in this relationship or you're ruined. If you don't stay in this relationship, you'll never find love again. That's not true. And on the same note, nor does it mean that if you stay in this relationship, you will only deal with hardship. You have what it takes to make this work. So this is a very good reading, a very positive reading, but it is one that says that the clarity must be something that you come to yourself. So some magical work done to bring clarity for you is going to be ideal here. That's what I see. I'm going to turn this over uh, to uh, Deacon Millet, who's going to do your next reading, and then we're going to have John St. Germain come in and give you some good work advice. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to pull three more cards, this time for you. And see what they have to say. The first card is Asylum. Um, this is a very humorous card. It shows a horse calmly eating a tree. Um, and uh, a very fun image. But it's the horse is at peace. The horse is content. Um, and this card says that uh, a period of rest and recuperation is really required. You guys have both seen each other through a lot of difficulties this past year, and you provided a lot of strength to each other. Um, but be very careful. You need a break. Um, you can take that break together, um, or you can take it you know, separately, but there needs to be a time of healing here for sure. The second card is Way Through, and this card shows... Um, a skeleton key floating against a galaxy. And this is the card of cutting through obstacles. Um, it's uh, often associated with um, real estate, uh, a key for, to a new home of some kind. Very positive card. Um, good time to uh, have keys to each other's places, to come and go in each other's lives, um, and to feel a sense of freedom in that. 
The third card is Maya, how she spins. And this card shows a crone at her spinning wheel, and she's spinning out the illusions of our lives. Um, And uh, this is a card of both illusion and disillusionment. Um, Hopefully, this, this card is going to be about piercing the veil and seeing through to deeper things. Um, we've had a lot of Saturn activity in uh, the sky this summer, and you've had a lot of Saturn activity personally. Um, you, you may come through this with a gift of some form of insight. And I want to pull a final card here. And the card I pull is Blow Your Mind. <laughs> and this uh, card shows a nuclear, a nuclear explosion and a brain floating up out of it. And um, this is a card of sudden shocking surprises, um, oftentimes to the positive. So, um, you know, when your Saturn return is over, you're left with a gift of some kind as, as Saturn leaves. Um, and you may be surprised um, by uh, something really great, um, whether it's a proposal of marriage or um, a, a happy pregnancy um, or some sort of financial windfall for you guys. So um, these cards just, they, they seem to imply that you are um, together moving through lots of difficulties um, and that you will be rewarded Um, These cards do not look like they're saying you're with the wrong person and that these are are negative signs of any kind. Um, These are just challenges along your path. So um, I would be looking forward to finding out what this (laughs) Blow Your Mind card is and and, uh, (laughs) try to to give yourself um, a, a little bit of a rest. Um, you know, from from worrying and from all the stress of the things you guys have been going through. Okay. Well, thank you for that great reading, Deacon. Thank We're going to have John St. Germain sure. give you some root work recommendations. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, hey, thanks. Uh, th- th- those are great. Re- I'm honored to know you guys. Those are great readings. Um, the situation is so complex, Um and there are so many things to deal with, but I think the main thing here is uh, the baby mama drama. Uh, isn't it? Uh, does he? Uh, uh, does he? Is he knows, or is he aware that a lot of her threats are? Uh, there's no teeth in them. She threatens a lot. I think he does. Yeah, yeah, she does. I think he knows that, but I also think she has the ability to scare him. You yeah, know, she's he, she's saying I'll, I'll take your baby, I'll take your kid away, and you'll never see him yes. again. Um, yes, yeah. and we uh-huh. won't see her. It's, but she can't. Uh, does he does he understand that she can't? You know, he he's got I, legal rights, but see, she's threatening this. It, my card say clearly, she's saying I want to take. You'll never see this child again, and he's yes, terrified of that. But but she cannot do that. Yeah. She, he he has legal rights, and you see this terror is driving a, you know, that terror is being brought into your relationship. So what I'd like to do is um, recommend, you know, first of all, that he sees reality because, you know, she's created this dragon that he's terrified of. And uh, this dragon is breathing flames into your relationship. You know, he's given her power that she doesn't have. She cannot take his kid away. He's got rights. And so, first of all, he needs to talk to a lawyer about that. You know, shut that down because it's not 
legal for her to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you a, a list of things. Uh, get some sap from a pine tree. That's unusual, I know, but it's easy enough to get it. And if you can't get the sap, get the uh, the, the needles from it, the leaves, um, and and boil them and um, um, you know heat some oil, some carrier oil, and put the put the leaves in it and get the sap from it. Um, add wisteria and clove and pink salt and um, some anise. This anise is for insight clarity because uh, his mind is all uh, messed up and stuff um, some jasmine and um, okay. uh, 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 vervain um, and uh, you'll want to uh, make an oil infusion and uh, you know don't boil it you know don't do that. heat it under like medium heat and get all this in there if you, if you can get the sap from the pine tree and that's you know pine trees bleed sap um, that would be really good to get and if you have okay. trouble with that, you can use a piece of amber. Uh, you can get some amber um, and, and add that. Just put that in the bottle of oil. But uh, sap from a pine tree would be really good for this. You, you want your oil to be sticky. Uh, you know, if you if you get your oil between your fingers, you want it to be sticky, kind of like tar. Um, and um, uh, uh, put this around your house on the outside. Uh, you're going to make uh, basically this is kind of a uh, uh, a protection and a love uncrossing um, mixture. Um, this baby mama drama situation comes up so often in my practice. Um, this is kind of a Frankenstein uh, spiritual formula that <laughs> to, to kind of protect you from that that really negative. Uh, uh, people that do this sort of thing, they're, uh, yeah. they, they, they have a great deal of uh, power that they can throw at you, um, and, and uh, it sticks to you. And, uh, and they, they only have the power that you give them, and he's giving her a lot of power. And that, you know, it, it's like at night when you're asleep, um, it, it, it can radiate, and it interferes with uh, everything. So uh, try this. Yeah. And also, uh, as as you feel the relaxation going, and you know Saturn's interfering with this too, and Saturn's in retrograde, and that's given the Saturn Saturn return and Saturn in retrograde. Oh my gosh, that's a perfect storm. So uh, <laughs> see if you can get this. Oh, it's awful! It's awful. The people that are experiencing yeah. Saturn retrograde right now, uh, it's like I, I just want to uh, say, uh, you know, go get some Valium or something. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try a, we'll try a spiritual Valium. Yeah. So. Uh, just try yeah. to get uh, try, to, try to get this down. The thing is, uh, what my spirits look here in my cards, they say you, you guys are going to make it. You got you guys have real love between you. And I think you know this is going to be okay. And when it lifts up, uh, you know when things get better, as he calms down, say, look, you need to understand. She can't take your your, your child away. She just can't. This is this is empty threat. Yeah. And uh, I think he intellectually understands that, but it's the emotion, right? The terror yeah. and uh, your mind and your heart can be in two different houses, you know, two different places. And uh, if he can get it into his heart that you know, you know, you know, no, she's not going to do this. Um, um, you know, she's using manipulation here, and uh, uh, he he needs to hear it from authority. But you know, that's that's what I've got to say about it. So, um, thank you. And there's our music. So you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for entrusting us with your situation. I think you got some really good yeah, recommendations you. from John St. Germain and some fans. good readings. The only thing I'd, I'd add is uh, when you get the ch- chance, look, go and look up 
freezer spells at Lucky Mojo and consider doing one of those on her. It's a good way of kind of eliminating her power uh, in this situation. All the best. Do let us know how things turn out. We're going to take a quick break for announcements, and then we'll be back with Papa Newt leading us on to the free spell. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condram and Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Pick and Millet, fouralters.org in the high deserts of California. Take it away, Pick and Millet. All right. Well, I wanted to share with everyone a marriage altar that a couple can make together. Um, So often we find that one member of a couple is scientific and the other is spiritual. I have that in my own marriage. Um, But if you can work together to create an altar, it is so much more powerful. So this altar would be on the top of a dresser. Um, just a small space on top of a bookcase, something like that. And your wedding photo would be at the center, um, at the back. And you can have other wedding photos around it um, from family members or things, even found wedding photos, if they give you a feeling of joy, can be wonderful to place at the back of your marriage altar. And then each of you should choose a favored spirit or deity, and that should be represented by a small statue or a holy card. And let those be completely independent choices. They don't have to reflect each other. They are personal to your own heart. Then in the center between those two statues, we're going to create a honey jar. And I'd like you to take a petition paper in the shape of a heart and write your names on either side of it. And then I want you to add two hairs that are tied together in the center of that paper, whether those are hairs from your head or even better, pubic hairs. And then combine the sexual juices of the two of you um, in an act of lovemaking and glue the petition paper shut with those. Um, that's going to be pressed down into your honey jar, um, down into the honey, and then lick the honey, push it down together with one finger from each of you, and then feed each other a drop of honey from that so that you will remain sweet on each other. Um, One thing that to me is fun in these is um, little plastic wedding rings, um, something symbolic that you can link together and also push down into that honey. But remember to just be creative with these workings. This is, this is to paint a picture that you can then draw from to do more. Um, you may want to put matched lodestones in front of your honey jar. You may want to put um, roots, uh, uh, 
a John the Conqueror route and a Queen Elizabeth route, that sort of thing. Now, take your honey jar and place it in a small pie tin, um, the aluminum foil kind of ones, like from chicken pot pie size, um, just to, to keep any wax drippings uh, easy to deal with. And you're going to put a couple candle on the top. Now, you've all seen the little wedding candles with the bride or groom. Those are the ones I mean. And you can use red for passion, pink for romance, white for purity, blue for healing. Um, let the colors, you know, be your choice. But this is going to be an altar that you work. So whatever you pick now, you can change to something else in the future. Um, I would use marriage blessing oil, but you can. There are many, many oil possibilities for putting on this candle. You can use Stay With Me, Adam and Eve, Fiery Wall of Protection. So, really good oil to use in marriage working. Um, Money House Blessing is a real favorite. And anything that can change your luck or uncross you, even, can be appropriate. Um, so, then you're going to light that candle on top um, and burn it weekly on Friday or on Sunday. You can burn burn it for just a little while while you hold hands and pray in front of it. Um, or you can burn an entire candle all the way to the end once a week on it and then change the candle out, change the type of oil you choose to use. Um, but make this a ritual because You've got to be continually putting in um, to your marriage. You can't just assume that everything is okay. There has to be um, continued renewal in the same way that we go to church on Sundays for continued renewal. Um, so that is just a little um, love altar for you to consider for your marriage. Um, you can start it at any time or you can uh, start it on your honeymoon. Um, and you can place uh, flowers, anything you wish, around it to um, make it more personal to you. So I'll just turn this over to John and Ali and ask what kind of crystals, what kind of herbs, what kind of incense you guys might recommend to go along with this altar. Uh, this is a fantastic, fantastic working. Uh, and I just want to say, altar work like this, is just, it's great because long-term work. Anytime you're going to do something for long-term, building an altar like this is a fantastic way of manifesting your desires. A quick question for you, and then I'll ask if, if John has anything to add, is um, if, you were, if you were starting out this work, could you start it out originally as a generic love altar? Start out as, hey, I want to draw someone into my life and then transform it into a marriage altar? Or would you recommend that they, if they want to get married, Start with a marriage altar, and then once that person comes into your life, incorporate them into the altar. Um, I would, you could incorporate it, but I would definitely change out the honey jar. Um, a honey mm. jar to attract love and a honey jar to keep love are not the same. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're going to be, now this is if you're going to work this with your spouse. If, if they just are not into it, then you just change change the the focus yourself. Um, but uh, an altar is a living thing. It's continually changing and growing um, as you find things that you go, oh, that fits. You know, I want that on my altar. So 
um, I think it's definitely fine to start with a love attraction altar and then when that work has been done to to continue on that foundation. Oh, that's fantastic. I think that's 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 absolutely great. And and I would agree with you. I love this particular type of, of, of approach of building an altar and working on it because it's steady work and it's work that you can do with a partner and really bring that kind of manifestation uh, into your life. Uh, how about you, John? I think he, he asked if you have any kind of things that you would add onto an altar like this. Oh, gosh, yeah, if you're going to work with crystals on your altar, and uh, if you ever saw my altars, I sure do, um, for the love attraction, uh, rose quartz, and uh, there's a uh, – beautiful crystal called uh, mangano calcite m-a-n-g-n m-a-g-a-n-o calcite mangano calcite lovely pink crystal for attracting mm. love and mangano calcite works really well with the song of solomon just it just starts going when you start reading those really passionate songs you know wow. come to me my beloved you know it just really goes with that and uh, for the protection uh uh, nothing, nothing for a, like love protection, like uh, like pink kyanite and fluorite and labradorite. Those are great to keep the rivals mm, away. Awesome. Uh, it, you know, and the negative, all those negative. You know, you know the the haters. You know, like well, mm -hmm. wh why are they so happy? You know. <laughs> right, right. Well, we have come to the uh, end of our. Uh, Episode. It was a really fun episode. Uh, we talked about marriage. We had some great calls uh, dealing predominantly with relationships. Uh, so that was kind of fantastic. Uh, thank you, John St. Germain, for joining us as the guest co-host. And thank you, Deacon Millet, for joining us as our guest with a fantastic topic. It was such a blast chatting with both of you. We're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to lead us out. Thank you, Pontiman Ali, and thank you, John St. Germain, for being our special co-host this week. And thank you, Deacon Millet of FourAlters.org in the high deserts of California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Luminaria Star in the great state of Maine, bringing the topic on magic for living in harmony with the environment. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Video, California, and John St. Germain at johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from papanew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time. We will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Chuck Band playing at the Chuck Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks, Papa Goodbye. Duke. I couldn't have done this show without you, of course. Uh, thank you all to the wonderful listeners who have joined us and the people in the chat room, Miss Michael, uh, all the all the great people uh, on here, uh, Dr. Sweet, Analytic Witch, uh, Jeremy Weiss, Luminary Star. Uh, the show wouldn't be possible without all of you regularly tuning in and your dedication. Have a great week. Uh, we will see you all next week with the return of Miss Cat. Thanks again. Have a blessed week. Bye, everyone. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.